You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Good morning. How good is it to be in church? It's winter, the middle of winter, it's cold, and the sun is shining outside. What a blessing. What a blessing. Well, who here, when they were younger, were forced to go outside and play and use their imagination? Because this is going to show some age. Back then, we didn't have the luxury of internet. You know, I, I, I remember quite vividly, it was this one rainy day. We were, we were forced to go outside and play. So we went, even though it was raining. So we went into the shed because that's where all the cool things were to play with. And uh, I found an industrial car jack. And so I thought, great, we're going to use this industrial car jack as a roller coaster. So my brother hops on and we, we're, there's twists and turns and we're going all around. And I thought, I'll finish the ride off with, you know, a drop effect. So I pumped the jack up and then I, let the, I lobbed it back down. Unfortunately, he got his little toe in the way. It wasn't my fault. He got his little toe in the way. And... It didn't end well. I personally thought he overreacted. He was crying and he was screaming. But personally, there was, I'm like, there's no blood. Why are you crying? It's still attached. <laughs> and so uh, a little bit after that, my, my mum wasn't very impressed. Uh, there was a hospital trip. There was a hairline fracture. And so um, for those who don't know, industrial carjacks are actually used to uh, lift cars, not to take your brother and sisters on rides in the shed as a roller coaster. And that, my friends is why we only use things for what they're truly intended for. Amen? Amen. You know, this is just a small glimpse into what childhood looked like for me without technology. But what childhood memories do you have? I'm sure we've all got some without technology. And I'm sure, like me, you've got some up your sleeve that maybe we don't always want to share, but they can come out for a giggle, right? It's always good to have a giggle. You know, families, we can't choose them, but they play such a significant part in our lives. And over time, we collect a lot of memories with them. And so to give you a little bit more insight into me and my family, you know, I was born and raised in a single parent home. My mum did the very best job despite the challenges that she had of being a single parent and not having a dad in in the home. And so this meant growing up, I never experienced a relationship with a dad. And I missed out on those significant moments that a daughter would have with her father. And so as an adult, when I, obviously I grew up, and I heard this term, God the Father. And you can imagine that internal struggle inside, like God the Father. You know, all my experiences kind of didn't add up to what I was hearing. And I was like, what does this even mean? You know, the experience I had had left very different pictures in my mind, of who the Bible was saying God was. But man, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that my personal experiences weren't going to be my only truth. They weren't going to be my only truth. But instead, God, He took me on a journey to experience who He really is. And this was a journey that it made me feel so loved. It made me feel like a daughter for the first time. You know, everything that I hadn't experienced naturally with my father, I was experiencing with God by him being my father. You know, and so my message this morning is called The Father Heart of God. 
And this morning, God is wanting to reveal what it truly means, what it truly means that to, for each of us to understand His heart for us and what it truly means to experience this in our everyday lives. You know, today you are chosen, you have been discovered, and God wants to nurture you just like a father. And my question this morning is, what comes to mind when you think about God's heart towards you as father? You know, one of the, it's one of the most amazing revelations that we can have about God is that He is our Father. But what is it that comes to mind when you hear that word, Father? Perhaps you think of provider, protector, someone who loves you. Maybe you think about someone who always told you what to do. Or maybe nothing much really comes to mind when you think about the word. You know, maybe the word Father paints a bit of a different picture for you. One of hurt, distance, broken relationship. Maybe it makes you think of there was no verbal or physical affection with, with the Father. You know, all these experiences have the ability to either bring us closer and know, to knowing and understanding God or potentially result in having these distorted pictures of God the Father. Like, I, I just quite don't get it. Now, from this, we begin to form our own truths of who God the Father is. But this is, but how do we, how do we take our preconceived thoughts and our, our experiences and measure them up to the truth of who God as our Father is according to His Word? You know, can, I want to encourage you this morning that, you know, God is wanting to take us on that journey. He is wanting to take us on a journey of understanding what it means to know Him not just as God. How cool is that? Not just as God, but as Father. And, you know, throughout the Bible, we see truth, we see Scripture after Scripture of God Himself revealing His heart and His love towards us. And we read in Ephesians 1, 4-6, it says, Even before He made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in His eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ Jesus. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. And so we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. You know, this is just one, just one of the beautiful pictures of the father's heart for us. You know, like it says in verse four, even before he made the world, even before He made the world, we were already loved. We were already chosen. We were already the focus of His love. But what does it mean? What does it mean for you and I to be adopted into God's family? You know, the intention of adoption today in our world provides someone with a permanent home and it provides a sense of belonging. It provides family. But we all know that intention can be very different from reality, but I'm so thankful that in God's family, there is perfection, amen. You know, his adoption is pure perfection and it will never, never, never fail. That's the family that we come into. You know, God's plan when he adopted us was that so that we could become a part of his family, a family where we belong, a family where we are loved, where we're protected, we're provided for, a family where we're identified. 
You know, in God's family, we have direct access. We've got direct access to God himself and his father's heart for us. This was his plan. Like I said, before he even made the world, this was his very plan for you and I. And you know, adoption may look like, it may look and feel like a plan B, but just like we read in Ephesians, adoption wasn't God's plan B for you and I. Adoption wasn't a plan B, but it was predestined, it was planned, because he would send his son out to carry this out so that we could freely become a part of his family. And we read in Galatians 4, it says, But when the right time came, God sent his son who was born from a woman who lived under the law. God did this so that he could buy the freedom for those who were under the law. God's purpose was to make us his children. You know, from my experiences growing up, this personally makes me feel loved beyond measure, beyond my comprehension, beyond what I can even think of. My love tank is full. And let me tell you, my love tank has not ever been emptied after that mo those moments. Because I know, I know that I know that I know that God loves me. And church, through Jesus, you and I are a part of his family. And you know, ever since I can remember, family has been something that I've always longed to have. You know, growing up, there was trauma, there was dysfunction. And like I mentioned earlier, I didn't have a dad in the home. You know, my family didn't in any way represent or function how God had created family to be. But we really didn't know how it was meant to be. And so what do you do when you want something so bad and you don't have it? You seek it out. You seek it out. And that is what I did. You know, over the years, I found family. I attached myself. I became a part of my friend's family. I fit right in like I was always there at the dinner table, washing the dishes, always ready to go. You know, but I had finally found family. I had finally found a place where I felt valued, where I was heard. I had, I felt safe. I was loved. And I claimed it as my own. I took it with both hands. You know, this was God already providing for me. But I didn't even know him yet. I wasn't even in a relationship with him yet, but he already knew me. And this is just the start that God was revealing to me who he was going to be in my life. And you know, maybe you're here today and you're like, I don't know who God is. I want to tell you this morning, he knows who you are. He knows. He created you. You were already planned. He knows who you are. And so moving to Australia in 2009, I left my family in NZ and God still didn't stop providing despite the overseas trip and new country that I moved to. You know, he was always with me. And again, the seeking began. And this time I found God and I came into relationship with God and I found his family. And a family that was filled with love, a family that I had relationship with, I had community I finally, I finally belonged. You know, God the Father gave me everything that I longed for, everything that I'd ever had, everything that I'd searched for in other families. When I came into this relationship with God, this was the family that I had waiting for me. 
They were always there waiting for me. And I ever so gladly took it. And I hold that family so close to my heart. And they, because I just, I'm so thankful that that is the family God has given me. And in 1 John 3, it says, See how very much our Father loves us, for He calls us His children, and that is what we are. You know, God's heart longs for us to truly know and experience who He created us to be. That's what His heart longs for, for you and I. And He wants us to know just how loved we are by Him. And we read in Ephesians 100, uh, sorry, Psalms 139, You formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside. You wove them all together in my mother's womb. And I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvellously breathtaking. And it simply amazes me to think about, about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place. Carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing into something. This, this is the level of how God knows us. And this goes beyond what we can comprehend, what we can imagine. But not only that, you know, yes, we've been chosen. Yes, we've been adopted. But we have also been discovered. You know, and God the Father wants to identify us as His own. You know, when Jesus lived on the earth, God the Father declared His identity. And we read this, we read this after the baptism of Jesus in Matthew 3. It says, after his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. You know, in this moment, God declared very clearly who Jesus was. This is my son and he brings me great joy. Jesus fully human, fully God, and God the Father confirmed who He was. But what had Jesus done at this point to really deserve being God being so well pleased with Him? There was no healing the sick. There was no turning water into wine or multiplying food. Yet God was well pleased with His Son. You know, He was happy in who Jesus was, not what Jesus did. He was happy in who Jesus was, not what Jesus did. And I think this can be an obstacle for us at times. We can use our works and our deeds so that we can try to become identified. But the truth is this morning is that God is happy with who you are, not what you do. If He created you, He's happy with who you are. You know, God the Father identifying Jesus prepared him. It prepared him with a solid and unshakable foundation for what was to come. You know, Jesus had to follow, allow God to identify him and to position himself to receive and learn who God had called him to be for what was to come. And when he did this, it grounded him. Jesus was strengthened. It gave him confidence and it gave him the authority to walk in the plan that he had, that God had had for him. And so when he, Jesus was face to face with false truths, with misleading information, Jesus without a doubt knew who he was. 
And here's what's amazing. This is also for you and I this morning. The very things here are for you and I this morning. And so what does it mean? What do we take away from this? You know, God wants to identify you as his own, just like he did Jesus. You know, when you and I allow God to identify us, we learn who we are. Don't you want to learn who you are? You know, and just like Jesus, we're grounded. We're strengthened. And it gives us the confidence to walk in all that he has for us. You know, coming into God's family doesn't automatically erase what we've experienced. I can truthfully tell you that. It doesn't. But it provides us with an opportunity for God to take us on a journey on how he designed family to be. You know, Jesus allowed him to, Jesus allowed God to form him in function and health. How might we be allowing God to form us in function and health? You know, what might we be bringing with us when we enter into God's family that maybe we're needing healing in? You know, when God created you and I, He created a masterpiece. How cool is that? Like you think about art galleries, but God created masterpieces, a masterpiece that he loves, that he admires. I always think he just looks at me like this. In total admiration. And he adores us. But hey, don't just take my word for it. It's in Ephesians 2.10 we read, it says, For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. You know, something I've always thought and had questions about was, do I in any way resemble my dad? You know, I had these questions and um, I shared earlier that he wasn't a part of my life growing up, which meant I didn't have any form of relationship. And so I never had that opportunity to connect with him. You know, I, I had questions and, you know, do I look like him? Do I resemble anything like him? Um, these were questions that I carried, but these were questions that I suppressed because it hurt. Questions I had carried for so many years and when I thought about them, they always, they felt yuck. And, but this is where I'm just so truly in awe of God's heart for me that even though I wasn't identified by my natural father, I had a father in heaven who was so willing and wanting to identify me as his own. You know, all the questions I had, God answered. Who am I? Who do I take after? You know, where do my traits come from? Every question, every thought, God answered with such love and and truth. And in that moment, I felt so loved. I felt so worthy. And in those moments, I knew that God saw me. You know, maybe these are questions you have. And can I encourage you that God wants to take you on a journey of discovery? He wants to take you on a journey of bringing truth to those questions. You know, and he wants you to know that you are a masterpiece. You know, today you have a God who sees you. You have a God who sees you. You know, in Genesis Hagar was running away from her family, and, but even in the wilderness, God found her. You know, and this was her response. You are the God who sees me. Have I truly seen the one who sees me? 
her life in that moment was restored. You know, God found Hagar. God found me. God will find you. And when He does, it's a moment where you're just so blown away about how much God wants to provide His love for you. You know, not only does, this, does God want to identify us, but He also wants to provide for us. As you can tell from a couple of times. It's a bit hot up here. It doesn't help that I'm an incubator already. <laughs> just a moment, people, just a moment. You know, God the Father wants to provide for us. And for all the parents in the room, I think that you can agree that because you love your children so much, you always want to make sure they are taken care of and provided for in every possible way. You know, this is something Tim and I are, are very fastly learning and understanding. And the baby is still in the womb. Like he's not even out yet and we're already, we're already there. There's nothing that we already wouldn't do for our baby. You know, and it's such a real feeling. You know, and oh, the things we've brought. <laughs> we've got the essentials. And maybe we've also got the non-essentials, but they were just too cute to pass by. Like, let's be honest. You know, our hearts are already wanting to provide the very best for our baby. And this is the exact same way that God the Father wants to provide for us. You know, Matthew 7, 9 says, Do you know of any parent who would give his hungry child who asked for food a plate of rocks instead? I'd be pretty upset. If you, imperfect as you are, know how, will, how, loving, how to lovingly take care of your children and give them what's best, how much more ready is your heavenly Father to give you wonderful gifts to those who ask Him? Now again, the Father's heart revealed to us. You know, we don't have a God who's distant. That there in itself is just a, a moment. We don't have a God who's distant with us, but we have a God who loves us and provides for us. And He wants to give you, He wants to give you what's best. And so what does this mean for you and I? You know, in every way, God is generous towards us with His love, His provision, His grace. You know, everything about Him, everything about who God is wants to give us the very best for every aspect of our lives, not just a portion of our life, not just for our moments here in church on Sunday, but for every aspect of our lives. And in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, we read, and God will generously provide all you need. And then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. In Psalm 32, it says, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best path for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. The Father's heart. It's the Father's heart. You know, when I married the love of my life in 2020, you know, God placed... A word, on, a word in our hearts to never look at the lack. You know, now we've had times, don't get me wrong, where we, it would have been so much easier for us to look at the lack. But every time we reminded ourselves of the promise that God gave us. And one day I had this thought that came to my mind that even though, even before I was given this word, I had never lacked. Why? because I've always known God, not only as my Father, but as my provider. 
Time after time, I've seen God, my Father, provide from surrounding me with family. You know, that's you guys, eh? That's you. To providing finances, to making my paths clear and straight, to providing wisdom because we all need it and I've had decisions I've always had to make along the way. You know, from the outside, you could say, I've lacked so much over the years. But let me give you the truth this morning, church, that in every way I may have lacked in the natural, God, my Father, has exceedingly, exceedingly provided for me. You know, maybe this resonates with you this morning. Maybe you've heard that God is your provider, but it's not something you can say you've, you've truly experienced. Maybe you like to have control and trusting God to see and learn for Him to provide can, can be a little unsettling. You know, maybe you find the waiting hard. I think we can all put our hands up for that one at times. Or maybe you struggle in the unknown. Or perhaps from past experiences, you feel like God never came through for you. So what's the point in trying again? You know, wherever you find yourself this morning, can I encourage you? He wants to take you on that journey of experiencing, of exchanging the things that hinder you, exchanging the unsettling, the control to experience His provision, to experience His nurture and His supply. You know, today I stand here this morning, healed and restored, I'm married with my very own family. I'm about to become a mother. And I'm generally happy with my life. I'm happy in who I am. My relationships are strong. Me and my emotions have re rekindled our relationship. You know, I'm proud of my journey. And with all honesty, I can say I wouldn't change a thing. You know, every day God is continually revealing more and more to me about who I am, about who I've been created to be. And I know without a doubt who my God is. He is my Father, the one who identified me, the one who found me. You know, for us this morning, what does the Father's heart mean to you? Do you need to be reminded that you are chosen? and that you are a part of God's family. You know, perhaps you need to be reminded and hear that God is the one who perfectly created you, that He discovered you and He called you His own. You know, maybe you're needing to receive a fresh revelation of God's provision in your life. Or maybe it's time to make an exchange for what we know to what He knows. You know, my heart this morning is that you would know the tangible love God has, the God the Father has for you. And that you would know that when He looks at you, He looks at you with adoration. He admires who He's created because you are a worthy masterpiece. You are worthy of His love. And so this morning, God wants to make His presence known to you. And I don't want to pass this moment by. I want us to take this moment to pause and to ask ourselves the question, what is the one thing that you need God the Father to reveal to you this morning?
What is the Father's heart wanting to say to you this morning? And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray for us this morning. And I don't want us to miss this moment because I truly believe God's heart for you and I is one for us to truly know, to tangibly feel. And it's not just for in this room, but it's for every aspect of our lives. You are a masterpiece. God, we thank You that You are our loving Father. I thank You that You are not a distant God, but You are a God who knows every detail about who we are and You long for a relationship with us. You are the one who fashioned us. You are the one who formed us, perfectly created by You. We are the apple of Your eye You are, and we are the focus of Your love. You delight in us and You are well pleased with us. And this morning, God, I pray that You would speak to every heart, that You would reveal new levels of Your love. Help to reveal how wide, how deep Your love is for us. Help to reveal to us just how perfectly You have created us and that we have been chosen by You. Help us to see ourselves how You see us, God. Reveal Your Father's heart for us. Reveal Your Father's heart. And I declare, God, for those who are seeking family, that they would be found in Your family. For those needing to be identified, let Your perfect and unfailing love right now in this moment identify them. For those longing to experience what's best, God, let Your provision and let Your nurture speak into their hearts. Through You, Jesus, we have direct access to God the Father. That we can come with every question, we can come with every thought, everything that we long for, that we search for, we have direct access to receive Your truth, Your love, Your family. Clear and direct access to You. Speak and minister to Your heart, the hearts this morning, God. Let Your Father's heart be revealed this morning. Thank You, Jesus. You see, Pastor Azi, who has preached before you this morning, such a beautiful word revealing the Father heart of God towards us. What I see is a young woman who, through a traumatic upbringing and childhood, not knowing her father or having relationship with her earthly father, every time the Father in heaven called her to herself to come, she came. Every time He wanted to speak into her heart, into her life, she came. Every time He offered up His love to her, she came. And there is the most beautiful Scripture in Revelation 22, 17 and says this, and the Spirit and the Bride say, come and let him who hears come and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life, the Spirit of God, the love of God, the supply of God, the provision of God. Let him take it freely. It's the Spirit and the Bride, the, the Bride of Christ say come and those who hear say come. 
Let those who are thirsty, let those who are in need this morning, will you come? And let all who wish take the free gift of the Spirit of God. And this church is the invitation. This invitation is to every one of us in the room, the Spirit and the Bride that the church says, come. Come and experience God's love for you. Come and experience this intimate relationship that He offers freely to every single one of us. Come and have this deep experience of God's love. Come and have access to the Father, the Spirit helping us to pray and understand the Bible. Come and be transformed into the very likeness of His Son, Jesus. Come and experience the gift of the Spirit. Come and experience the power of God. God wants to fill every one of us with His love. And when we ask God for this love, it comes with the free gift of salvation. What is salvation? It is relationship between us and God, offering us a relationship that never ends. It never wears out. It never tires. It never runs dry. It is a relationship with the Father of God and it's eternal. It is eternal. Salvation is eternal. And when we ask God for this free gift of salvation, the Father's heart of love not only offers it to us, but we can receive it and we come into relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're here today or watching online and you say, I don't know what it means to have a relationship with God. I don't know what it means to actually hear the Father talking to me. What does it mean to experience a Father's love? And it says in Romans 10, 19, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. You know, it's as simple as this, Jesus, your Lord. I don't understand what that completely means, but Jesus, your Lord, And it says, as if you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. It's just as simple as that. God has done all the work. God sent Himself to this earth to die on a cross for you and I. What is our part to play? It's just to receive what He's already done. It's not based on what you can do or who you are. It's based on who He is and how He sees you. And He loves you this morning. Before you were born, He loved you. He chose you. He knew you. He's been running after you and looking after you because there's so many things He wants to say to you. And if you're in this place today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, it's just as simple as receiving what He's already done for you. And I'd like you to pray this prayer after me. And as the church today, we're going to pray this prayer along along with you. What is this prayer? It's just receiving Jesus into our heart. It's just saying that He is Lord and we believe He has risen from the dead and upon this we will be saved. Will you pray this prayer with me this morning? Dear Jesus, come into my heart. I declare that You are Lord. I believe that God raised You from the dead. And because of this, I can now receive You, Jesus. I am now saved. I can now experience the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. 
And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.